Hubba da hubba da hubba da hubba da. Can I get a cheese and it's what? Let me go down with this a little bit here. Just get on my fucking nerves. Okay, there we go. Test one, two. Test one, two. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bipolar Bits Bits. This is your host with the most. That's me, the Dark Ghost. Nope. I don't like that either. We won't do that again. Welcome back to another episode of this thing that we have called them Bipolar Beats, where I talk about beats of bullshit and you listen. So welcome. Sit down and listen. Tonight, well, tonight, today is the 17th. It's 2.31 in the morning. I can't sleep. I'm going to start labeling all my episodes with manic levels. So I have been manic the last week or so. I've been up constantly. Uh, I literally woke up yesterday at a semi-normal time, went to bed at 7 this morning, got back up at, no, I went to bed at 6.30ish, got back up at 10 o'clock, just went to bed at 6.30, back up at 10, don't know why, don't know, don't know why, I felt like shit, um, I felt so sick that it was like, uh, like I was hungover, like I'd been partying for like two days straight. And uh, it was weird. And so I went back to bed for like three hours and uh, it turned out okay. So that's what happened. Um, Ooh, I said um. Today we're going to be talking and responding to our buddy here. We have another gentleman who has written us. So here's his story. We're going to talk about this. Um, I just said um twice. Says, hey, my name is so-and-so, and I'm 24, and I've been diagnosed with bipolar, specifically bipolar with mixed episodes. I'm just now finding myself, just now finding out myself coming to terms with it and being honest with everything in myself. I've been kicked out of the Marines after four years of being in. I've been through four jobs this year alone. And have ruined many relationships as well as burned many bridges. In May, I spontaneously quit my job and decided to drive around the country with pretty much no money to my name. Long story short, I ended up in Hawaii with no money to get home. And luckily, my mom was able to help me get gas money and get back in Vegas where I left my car. And then he goes on to say thank you. That he likes hearing the podcast. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And I'm glad you like listening to my rambles. Uh, he, says feel, he says it feels nice to ex, uh, talk to someone who's experiencing it. Um, and uh, that's that. And so, <clears throat> and then at the end it says keep making episodes and hopefully you stop getting episodes. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I just realized the play on words there. Okay, so... Um, leaving your job, we've talked about this in past episodes, leaving your job is a huge fucking thing for by for bipolar people. I was talking to my friend, somebody who I've been helping lately the other day, and we were discussing, uh, mania. Maybe that was today. I'm not even sure. I'm pretty, like I said, manic. I'm, I'm tired, but my body's not tired. So I just keep going, even though I can't really think. So I was talking to my friend and I was explaining how, you know, basically with mania, uh, well, we were discussing drug use and using it with mania. 
But, so, first of all, uh, I am going to be rating the Mania thing. So today I'm still at like a level six. Uh, I'm rating these out of ten. I kind of just assumed people would figure that out, but I'm going to tell you every episode anyways. So I'm rating it a six right now. Uh, For me personally, not to get off on a tangent, but I want to put these ratings in and I forgot. So I'm going to do it right now before we get back to my my boy's email here. So me at at a six is pretty much, uh, I'm pretty jumpy. I'm pretty uppity. Uh, I have a lot of energy. I've been moving, uh, getting a lot done, reading a lot, just nervous i was up all night window shopping go figure we do a couple of episodes let me move my chair here we do a couple episodes about window shopping and fuck i spent the last three nights last night i was on for like six hours just clicking away for no reason i didn't buy one fucking thing thank god so that's a whole nother tangent but yes the mania six out of ten uh manic um i'm like two levels away from just being in that fucking mode where i'm pretty much ready to jump off the side of a building just to See if a bounce, you know? So, the reason I'm bringing that up is because of what we're about to talk about. The homie says he got kicked out of the martial arts, or martial arts, the Marine Corps, uh, you know, for after four years. First of all, man, the fact that you made it four years and nobody noticed is a big deal. Uh, here's the thing, dude. Like, guys people, gentlemen, ladies, whoever, we think that nobody's noticing our, our weird behavior. But what we forget is that it's so much easier for everyone else to see what we're doing. So our perception of ourselves also is extremely skewed constantly, whether you're a person who cuts your own legs out from under you and belittles yourself and brings yourself down and, you know, you you treat yourself like shit or you're an ignorant asshole who's overconfident, cocky, and does everything they shouldn't and thinks that they're just God's gift to man and that they should plow through everything and whatever. Whatever. Our image, our self-image is skewed. We always, we always think we're doing more than we are. We want to give ourselves credit. We really do. But some of us, you know, we just end up telling ourselves, you know, what a piece of shit we are. Excuse me. I had some I had a beer. Just one. But dude, you made it through the Marine Corps. Like we're going to go through your other emails too because I have that right here too. But it that's a big deal, man. Um personally in my experience and this is all relative. I, I I'm going to get to the point, but but in my experience, man, you played the game long enough to present face, okay? What what does that mean? Well, something I grew up not understanding and not believing was that you can be squared away in one spot of your life and not be squared away in the other. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, well, duh. Yeah, you say duh, but how often do you meet a man or a woman who is across the board healthy? Uh you know, whether it's, you know, their house is always clean, they work out every day, they eat healthy, they do this, they do that, they have all these things. And healthy isn't one thing, because you have physical health, you have mental health, you have spiritual health. So you have all these different things that you have to worry about, you have to work with, okay. So pretending 
not pretending, but showing up to toe the line in the Marine Corps, that's a big deal, man. You know, and the reason bipolar people have such a hard time with their jobs is because you're pissed off when when that manic episode hits you, when, when, when anything happens to you and you get fucking mad, okay, what's going to happen? What can you do to somebody? Most people... Most people don't want to run around hitting people in the face, okay? It's just not a thing. We don't want to run around hitting people in the face, and we don't want to run around being violent, and we don't really want to treat people like shit. We hope, most of us, good people, we hope and pray that generally man is good, right? Of course, that's like a whole nother philosophical discussion in itself, you know, whether or not man is, you know, predominantly good, well, I think we are, for the most part, for the most part. So my point in all this is this. You are a human being who made it through these tests, okay? They set these bars for you, whether it's the PT score, whether it's the, um, you know, your rank test. Uh, I don't know what it's called off the rip. I can't remember. But when you take, you know, your new test, qual for rank, you know, gain stripes and shit. Like, you did all this stuff. You showed up to boot. You fucking crawled under wire. You let mud get in your ass crack while you crawled around with dirty feet and fucking hung out with your buddies in the rain. You know, you drill, drill, drill. You learn how to make your bed. You do all of these things that redefine who you are. And yes, again, bipolar is subjective because every human being is going to experience a different... <clears throat> a different depth of bipolar whatever okay uh but you did all this man okay so you you asked in your other email like you know what you can do or what you want to do or and all these other things but you already did you did the test when somebody was there watching you you were capable to show up over and over continuously so you should without a doubt be able to continue to show up. Now, does that mean the tests are the same? No. Does that mean it's going to feel the same? No. You know, I heard, uh, I've read, and I've also heard that people don't even find out they're bipolar till their mid twenties. That a lot, some people don't even become affected by that. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I have been experiencing these symptoms since I was a kid. That's it. I've always been who I am. I've always been a fucking zealot. I've always been extreme. I've, I'm never, it's not going to change. If you, you know, it's cool to get on here and fucking talk shit and go into tangents and stupid shit, but I, I don't personally care to talk that much. Uh, I, I just try to do this because I learned, you know, how to do it and stuff. But, but, uh, you know, it's different, you know, people are different and, and bipolar, you know, is going to hit everybody different and is going to do different things to people, but we're not all the same. And, you know, even, even me getting on here, trying to talk and convey these fucking messages or these feelings to you, that's hard to me. I can get up all day and do whatever, roll around the mat, go running, work out, whatever. That doesn't bother me talking to you motherfuckers you guys aren't even here there's nobody in this room with me and i don't like talking about this because it's uncomfortable right so you're 24 you get booted out of the marine corps but dude you got the fucking you're a devil dog that's it what else you want me to say to that like i don't know what to say
It's not because uh, it's not because I I'm saying, dude, and your identity doesn't become being a devil dog. I'm not saying that at all. But every day when you get up, you make your bed, you brush your teeth, you fucking get in the shower, you shit, shower, shave. Okay, that's that's your identity, man. Like that's who you are, right? So when you get cornered at a job and you want to walk off, you got to make a choice someday to understand that you could keep walking off of these fucking, you can walk off these jobs and you can walk away from these problems and you can get overwhelmed and you can keep leaving and keep leaving and keep leaving, but it's going to have to die down, especially if you want a regular life. And again, brother, I, I mean, we've never had a conversation. I don't know what kind of episodes you're dealing with, but it's being in that moment where you want to leave, where you want to drive away, where you want to jump on a plane, where you want to fucking run. When you get into that moment, you know, that's what's going to make the biggest difference. Um, I can't begin to give you real advice on your personal situation just because I'm not there and I don't know what you're doing. But I'm telling you right now, man, if you made it... If you made it through fucking, if you're a devil dog, I mean, and you're this competent to sit here and listen to a podcast and then email me and, you know, and tell me this stuff, I guarantee, bro, you're, you can solve, not solve per se, and you can't cure this, but you could, you could learn to live with it. Okay. That's all we're doing. That's all anybody's really doing with this thing is we're learning to deal with, uh, live with it, deal with it, whatever the fuck you want to call it, man. Getting your car <laughs> and leaving Vegas and going to, um, going to Hawaii, that sounds ludicrous because, um, well, it just sounds bad. But again, we're very apt to that. Uh, I was, so let's see. See, last job I walked off of, you guys know, was the security job, but that was because they cut our hours. Like, I, I couldn't live off 15 hours a week. Um, especially driving three times a day, six, seven days a week, you know, to work. Again, I should have 15, but 20 hours, whatever. So I did. Your story reminded me of my personal walk off story, which I will tell you guys because I can, and it's my podcast. So go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. I should have said that. I'm a little bit mean today. Okay. So I'm at a restaurant. I'm working at this restaurant. It's a nice, well, it's a restaurant. I'm working at this restaurant and it's okay. You know, people in restaurants, if you've ever been in the cooking life or you ever been in the restaurant life, it's very hectic. You know, people are struggling to get food out as fast as possible. One second here. People are struggling to get food out. People can get crazy. They can scream at each other. You know, whatever. So, I happen to be working as a cook. But, I was getting put on line cook a lot. Oh, excuse me. Burpee, burpee. I was putting on line, I was getting put on line cook a lot. And there was this fucking guy I worked with, right? Dude's a piece of shit. He'd fuck around, run his own shit out, then dip in a mine. Then he'd go fill his and take eight hours to fill his. So, you know, just slow walking the job, you know, whatever. It's fine. So what started this tension was this guy, though, where like this this thing. And I try to be nice, 
but I'm, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes we just have problems. Okay. So when I don't, so what my first solutions to these problems when I was younger was always passive aggressive. Passive aggressive is an easy way to get under somebody's fucking skin, not cause any problems. You know, you get them to fucking lose their shit and you get them in trouble. Does it work? Well, sure. Let me tell you how. So here's this guy and he's doing this for fucking weeks, right? He's like jacking my shit, you know, letting his empty, using all mine, then goes to fill his so he can spend his time in the back talking to people. Then my shit's empty. Then I got to go fill mine. Then he comes. It's just a big mess becomes a normal thing this is like this guy's fucking mo every day coming to work dude doesn't want to do nothing so he figures out a way to drag his feet okay so what i did what i did was is i learned first of all that this dude would get upset if you let something go down far enough and then he felt like he wasn't ever going to be able to use it so what did i do simple i run all the shit out completely what do i mean by that I would literally use every drop of food and anything before I refilled it. What does this do? It forces him to have to sit there and dig in it. He can't just come over and like grab a quick scoop. He's got to come over and dig it out and dig it out because he knows that we're running out. And when he sees that on mine or he goes, he doesn't want to like run my bane out. He just wants to use it up until it's run out where I'm going to refill it. Then what he'd like to do was go, he'd like to tell me like, oh, but hey man, you're going to want to go refill your stuff, you know, while you have time. And I would look right at him and I would say, you know what, man, I'm not worried about it. I'll have time. Don't worry. And he would get fucking mad. He'd like cuss under his breath and oh, fuck, fuck, blah, blah, fuck ever, man, blah, blah, I don't want to do shit, blah, blah, blah. And he would get mad. So if you weren't doing the stuff the way that he wanted to, he would fucking lose his shit. But he still wanted to use all of your material and then have you go refill your material. He'll go refill his slow, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like I said, really cool thing. So after doing this for weeks and stuff, he started to like give up on it, right? Like, he'd be talking shit, but I'd be pissing, pissing him off. And people would know. The people that knew me would know I was pissing him off and blah, blah, blah. Whatever, man. I'm a dick. Get over it. He'll get over it. It got to the point, though, where, like, he eventually stood toe-to-toe to me and threatened me. Well, I'll fuck you up, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, come on. Like, if you're going to fuck me up over mashed potatoes, obviously you're fucking stupid. So I'm not super worried about it, Okay. I don't get too worried if people fucking cry because they stepped in dog shit. All right. So, (laughs) so this is like one of the first issues though, that I'm dealing with where I'm at this job and I'm like, man, I don't really know if I like this. Then I've got these fucking server bitches yelling at me all the time. And I'm like, I really don't like that. I'll fucking throw a tire at your head. So then I'm going through and this stuff is like, Things were just adding up. People were pissing me off. Some of the waitresses were really, really cute. Hung out with some of them, you know, on the side. And it was cool. But having people come around, tell you to do, you know, one person tells you this, the other person tells you that. And I get, I get, I 1000% understand. 
Normally, it shouldn't bother people. But here's the thing. Parents don't get a manual with their kids, and most parents don't teach their kids how to digest stress. So if you don't know how to digest stress, you're always stressed out. You're always torqued up. You have fucking tons of anxiety. You don't know you're bipolar. Things are going to fucking piss you off, and you're going to see red pretty quick. Anyways, to finish up, though, things would keep happening. Things would keep happening. One day, I'm fucking cooking. I'm doing something. I'm baking uh, cakes or brownies or some shit. And, uh... One sec, boys. So... I'm building cakes or brownies or some shit. And this guy walks over. Like, I don't know. Remember who, dude. Somebody walks over and tells, hey, man, you got to do it this way. I said, okay. That's the way they told me to do it. I'm doing it that way. But I'll switch it for you. Switch it to the other way. Another dude walks by a minute later. Starts yelling. Hey, man, you're doing it the wrong way. You got to do it this way. I'm like, Okay. I'll switch it for you, bro. You tell me. The other guy said this way. I was taught this way, and I'll do it this way. This manager, the manager walks up, and he starts yelling at me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to say. Obviously, I got fucking pissed. I was annoyed because people were, you know, kept deciding different things. They couldn't decide where they wanted me. You know, people were coming over and bitching about this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. This guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I'm just in between all this. And I got fucking mad. And I mean, I was tilted, man. I just remember being fucking livid. This guy's yelling at me. And as he's like yelling at me, I'm staring at him. In my head, I'm like, bro, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I turned around and I started to walk away as the dude's yelling at me he's fucking yelling at me he's I'm walking away I start unbuttoning my little chef fucking uniform I dropped it on the ground in a mic drop sense and I walked out and I never went back yeah that's that's like one of the billions of jobs that I've walked out on you know what's even goofier is I'll walk out of these jobs and then because I'm so fucking pissed off and annoyed for like a week or two I won't even go back and get my check I have had a total of three checks mailed to me, at least three mailed to me from other jobs that were years old. One time I got a check from like Wendy's and it was like $36 or $28 or some shit. I worked there for like a day and I left and I was like, yeah, that place was a sewer pit. It was fucking disgusting. I don't eat fast food anymore. I don't know if you guys do, but I'm telling you right now, you wouldn't want these fucking kids watching your kids. You don't want these fucking kids making your food. So, yeah, I don't really eat fast food anymore because of that. But, um, yeah, just, you know, walking out of the job, being bipolar. Why does it happen, though? When you get stressed out and you're cornered and you have nowhere else to go, things can get fucking confusing. That tension can build, build up, build up, build up. And then when you have you just don't know what to do when you're like, fuck it. I need to eject. Bada bing. Let me tell you a story about my homeboy monkey. Monkey's brother is a truck driver. I mean, he could be something different right now, but he's been a truck driver where like these dudes pissed him off so much. He got out of his truck and left his truck on the side of the road. Like the dude's been so fucking angry. 
He also threatened the homie that he would kill him and his family, which is kind of weird for your brother to say, but everybody's bipolar experiences are different, people. Remember that. I wouldn't leave your car anymore, bro. And I'm going to I'm going to ask you in the most polite way, and I know you're going to listen, so you got to write me and tell me, man, did you go to Hawaii for pussy? That's that's the big question here. Because in my personal experience as a bipolar person, some of my bigger lapses in judgment have been driven by not only mania, but by the female, uh, you know, females, man. So I'm just curious, like what brought, why go to Hawaii? Like what, 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 what was there? You know? Um, so here's another one here. Here's the other email too. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing them. It's been nice listening to it. Help me realize a lot of things and become honest about things with myself. That's good. That and meditation has helped a lot as well. Dude, keep doing meditation. If you guys want more on meditation, we can talk more meditation. I can go over more of that stuff. I love talking about meditation. It's pretty hard for me to talk about stuff to myself one way, but reading these emails is, is really cool. And it's nice to respond to these and have something to think about. Um, Eastern philosophy, meditation, mind control over yourself. That's just control. That's discipline. Everybody's got a different word for the same thing. Not eating the cookie, not being a fat fuck. That's just called discipline. You can call it a diet. You can call it healthy choices. You can call it vegans. You can call it vegetarians, whatever you want. It's healthy choices for you. If it's healthy and it works for you, then it works. Okay. Um, see, uh, I also, uh, I think it's super interesting. So it's cool knowing you come from a place, uh, oh, that I come from that state of mind. Yeah, man, my whole life. Martial arts since I was like seven or eight. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. My mom put me in there because she said I was angry. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I'll ask her later. Okay. Uh, uh, also, you know I'm into making music and whatnot. Recently started writing some music and wanted to play around with recording, so I was wondering if you know any good recording equipment uh, for me and a guitar, I don't, don't want to drop a whole lot of money. Okay. So yeah, man. Um, that's awesome. Therapy is good. All forms of therapy and self-expression that don't involve hurting yourself or hurting anybody else is always good for us. Right. So playing guitar, recording music is awesome. Uh, to go in the simple manner, what you're going to need is a computer you're going to need a regular computer. You're going to need an interface, what's called an interface, which is what you use to plug your microphones and guitars into and then plug that into the computer. And uh, you're going to need a microphone in your guitar. Uh, so everything you want, you can pretty much buy pretty cheaply these days. So let's see. Okay, so you go to Sweetwater. If you go to Sweetwater Music and type in, uh, let's do, shit, what's that company called? Um, I'm sorry, I just brain farted. Hold on, studio recording, audio interfaces. There's a good look them up like this. Focus right. Okay, so if you want a really good one, get a 2i2 third generation focus right. 
cost you $150 for an interface that'll go into a laptop and then you can plug your microphone and your computer into that. And then getting your microphone would be good and you can get cheap microphones, man. 100 bucks. Anywhere between 100 bucks, you know, to whatever you want to pay. And your guitar, shit, that doesn't matter either. As long as you have new strings and you have good connections to record, that's all that matters. That dude from uh, Rage Against the Machine, he bought a like a $40 guitar in Canada and uh, recorded one of their albums on it. So, you know, you can do anything, man. Interface, computer, and your guitar and microphone. You're going to do what's called basically be mostly in the box. You'll record with your guitar, then you'll edit and do everything in the box as far as that if you want to keep it on the the low cheap and stuff. Um, I can tell you what I use. My stuff's a little bit more expensive now. My microphones are not. I use Shure microphones, and I have a starter. I don't know what this is. It's like a Personas one, the one I'm using right now. It's pretty good. I think it's like a $100 mic. Um, it's a condenser, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I can't remember. So, yeah, and then I use a Shure 55, which is the old school rock and roll uh, Elvis mic. And I have a limited edition black one because I love it. And I use the SM, no, I'm going to get the SM58 or the SM5B or whatever it's called. That's basically like your normal podcast mic you see everybody using. Uh, Joe Rogan uses it. I'm just getting it because I heard you can do music on it and the way the mic sounds like as clean as the mic sounds for everybody when I hear them use it I feel like it would be really exciting to try and you uh, try it out so yeah man let me know if you want more details we can go I can talk shop all day but the bare minimum you're gonna need interface guitar computer and that's it and you'll be good to go for everything that your little heart desires um, you had another email in here and I can't find it right now. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So this one about the barracks thing with them separating you and then putting you in the psych ward, this stuff's super interesting. And I would like to hear more about why they would separate you. Um, I, the email, I, I have it, I could read it, I'm not going to, just because it seems super incomplete. Like, uh, you know, you said they they didn't feel comfortable letting you drive back to your house. Like, this, the way the email reads feels like you got to, like there was something going on more extreme, because this looks like they had you on some sort of suicide watch. I don't know if that's true, I'm just assuming um, someone else have you ever experienced? So you asked if I've ever experienced delusions. Uh, that's a funny question. So the, the doctor, uh, one of the doctors had told me that if you were enable, if you were enabling, if you were experiencing, uh, mania that you could experience, um, delusions of grandeur, you can have super overconfidence delusions, you know, they don't always have to be good. They, they, they can be good or bad. They, they don't have to be one or the other. Uh, you could be delusional in the sense that like, you think you're going to outrun a train, you know, what does that do that gets you killed? You know, 
So have I had delusions of grandeur where I'm overconfident and cocky? Definitely. I think everybody does with the right chemical mix. Your body drops adrenaline, you drops you have the fight or flight mo- uh, fight or flight syndrome type stuff. Uh, you have just so much going on in your body when these these delusions can happen. Uh, and then you add in whatever external experience that could be causing it. And then you add in being bipolar, you you've got a triangle of sabotage right there for yourself. So delusions of grandeur, definitely. Um, I've gotten overconfident in all kinds of things, like picking fights with three or four or five guys. The last fight I picked with a guy, he the last fight I picked with a dude, he was punching some chicks, punched my dude's wife. Um, I whooped his ass in a sense. I know, right? How do you say that? Well, it's it's very circumstantial. Um, when I was trying to get at him, you know, there was some obstacles in the way. I landed, you know, definitely got a hold of him a little bit. But then the other three or four guys, five guys got a hold of me. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a lot. There was just a lot of people. Um, I ended up getting a shiner, my fucking half my face swollen in my, it wasn't bad, uh, just enough to swell the eye shut. So I had to drive home, um, in the middle of the night, <laughs> I drive like 40 minutes in the middle of the night with one eye swollen shut. <laughs> that was a pain in the ass, but uh, that was a long time ago, man. That was a long time ago. And so delusions. Yes. Was I delusional in that moment? Definitely. I was way over cocky. And uh, somebody put me in my place. So if that's the kind of delusion you're talking about, then yes, sir. I do believe that I do experience that. Hmm. Um, I would, I man, I would love to hear more about this. I'd love to know more about what they said. Uh, maybe even like the codes or the, the whatever they put on your like DD-214 to say that you were out. Like what the official discharge was for. Because it's just... It seems outrageous that they separated you from people because you were bipolar. Uh, but hey, I don't know, man. They, they might have thought something different. You know, again, people don't understand. I, I personally don't think people fully understand bipolar disorder. That's just my opinion. Take it for what you will. It's whatever, you know. So, all right, man. Listen, before I do go. And I'm more than willing to address all of your emails, my dude, everybody's emails, because I love it. But I want you to know, genuinely, you did one of the one of the hardest things people can decide to do. You you let people run you like a fucking ragamuffin and and uh, cut away the fat and uh, carve you out of wood. So I would hold on to that, man. I would hold on to that a lot. A lot of the stuff that's got me through being bipolar at a young age was being inspired by men who were off doing greater things and uh, wanting to live like them, wanting to be like them. And so only doing what I could do in replacement for not being out with people, not being out there, not being able to volunteer, not being able to do anything. I would live the simple stuff, you know, because you're going to do you're going to do it anyways. So you can't have your shit squared away at work and then come home and fucking shit in a pile and sit in it. So let's not do that. You know, um, you definitely have the ability. It's raw to find out so late in life and it's, it's extremely unhinging. Here's the thing. It's extremely unhinging to, first of all, 
to have your team just shit on you and kick you out. I know how that goes. I know also know how, you know, like I said, it, it goes to just get rejected right off the rip. But it's com- extremely unhinging to, f- to have an identity crisis based on something you can't see, you can't prove is there, and you can't prove is not just you. So what I mean by that is like when people started, these people said I was bipolar. Oh, well, you, you know, you're bipolar. You get real moody. Maybe you're just fucking stupid and I don't like you and I'm moody because you're a fucking piece of shit and I got to deal with you. That I'm just saying, does that make me bipolar? That I don't fucking like you? That I'm a dick? And I want to fucking knock your teeth down your throat? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, what's the difference between me or us being bipolar? (laughs) Hey, man, you can't snore on the podcast. Hey. I got a roommate over here. She fell asleep. I'm going to whack her in the face with a cord. Hey, man, you can't snore in the podcast. They can hear that. That's going on the podcast. I ain't editing that shit out. Yeah, it's going on there. So, yeah, man, that's what I've always wondered. You know, are we bipolar? Maybe we just don't like stuff. I have a fucking huge thought about whether or not we're just bipolar because of other things, but we will talk about that later. This has gone 36 minutes, guys. i got to get off of here. You're a Marine, man. You're a devil dog. You got it. You got to go back to your roots, though. PT, sleep early, wake early, PT some more, eat it, all of it. That's it, man. That's the secret.